Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Lamont Thomas. I'm here with my main man, Jojo D. And this is episode four, season three, Commonwealth Sports Talk. And of course, this podcast is designed to teach and inform the listener and the viewer of the positive advancement of Virginia athletes, born or raised, and definitely born and raised. Joe, what you got for them? Man, I'm just hyped that you went through that. You know what I'm saying? I get the co-sign and be that guy to say, yes, sir. You know, this is brought to you by Legacy Sports and also Grind and Pray and Kane Beach. So, you know, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring our man in. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it, bro. Let's get it. We got uh, Ricardo Marsh. Let's go. Commonwealth Sports Talk, bringing it back. Let's go. I was there in that gym from day one, bro. Like, I respect the hell out of that gym. Oh, yeah? That's a grind factory, bro. Yo, yo. It's a grind factory. I was just bragging about that joint. I saw, I was there from day one. I saw that post you had with the original picture. I said, yeah. Yeah. I was in Richmond, yeah. too. I visited him in Richmond, too. So. Hey, yeah. Well, I'm a yeah. yeah, man. Hey, just know. You yeah, there, there, there. You're really like a mile and a half from my house, dude. For real? Yeah. He said he coming yeah, in. Man. Every time, every time I, every time I walk up in here, like literally every day, is on like brand, brand new to me. That's how yeah, I mean, like it's just cool. like it ain't even. I'm a sports management major, so like it's the whole inner workings of everything. You know what I mean? Like I love it. <laughs> you before everything go go on, but. And day one, man, like I knew this was gonna happen, bro. Like, I don't know, you you your own visionary, you know what I'm saying? But to be a visionary for you and, and talk to you in Richmond and be like, yo, bro, you got something, go ahead and get ready. Booze going, you can get booze endorsement. Like, it was all right there, you know what I'm saying? So shout out, bro. Like, big love to you before I even start showing the love on the show. You feel what I'm saying? Man. Hey, you was one of the first, you was the one of the first ones to see it before I saw it though, man. I appreciate you, man. Hey, I ain't know you, that's why I said I ain't know your vision, but I saw it. And and I'm gonna tell you something. Sides, all jokes aside, I applied for this Gainesville, because I'm in Northern Virginia. I applied for this Gainesville High School basketball position, head coach. And if they give it to me, because I run parks and rec. So parks and rec, I have access to all elementary and middle school gyms. You know, let's just go ahead and put COVID out of the picture right now because it's how that's hitting it for everybody. But with the general perspective, I have access to all elementary and middle school gyms. And then we don't deal with high schools as parks and rec. So that allows us to be separate. So then I can coach high school basketball. And I'm going to be honest, y'all, I'm going to keep it a band. I'm going to do a training program just like you, model just like you. But if I got to, I even throw your name on it. Like it's it's, it's how much love I want to show is what I'm man, doing. Let me know, man. Let it's me know, man. If I need to come over there, kind of help you, um, depending on like the market and everything and what you got going on. Thirteen Prince William County Schools, all five six A, money long. You just got to get kids to say yes, they want to train. Like we'll yeah. talk more about and that. If I, if I need to, if I need to kind of pop in and out, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just and I know, wanted to coach, but I knew I was moving up here. I smelt it. Right. And when we right. were talking about coaching, I smelt that change happen, and I'm so glad. Yeah. It happened, but at the same time, 
I, that's one of the things I'm mad I missed out on. I could have been rocking the M and chilling on. Oh the- yeah, oh yeah. You know we love represent. It's all we good. Got nice, all good. We got a nice, like, like nice little network of coaches, man. It's, it's all family. A lot of high, high level basketball education. Um, it's not the education, the passion, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. Welcome back for Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Lamont Thomas. We got JoJo D with us, and we got Ricardo Marsh with us. Thanks for stopping Thank in, you. man. Hey, man. Thank you all for having me, man. Thank you all for having me. We talking about a guy who's literally built an entire program from training, right? So, like, this is grassroots at its finest right here. So we, we kind of want to dive into that and, and, and talk about that. But first, you know, let's let's talk about the origin. Let, let's talk about your story. Yeah. You know, um, straight up out of, out of NC. You know, yes, sir. Born and raised. Carolina boy. Carolina boy all day, man. Was uh, back and forth between like Durham and Hillsborough, all the way up to high school. Um, then I went to, uh, my mom moved to Mebane. <clears throat> Stayed there a little bit, but I was, most of the time I was in Hillsborough, Orange High, um, CW Stanford, Cameron Park. You know what I mean? So. Uh, that's what that's what my roots said right there. That's what my roots said. Okay. A lot, a lot of followers come out of there. So let's, oh, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you were the first person to win MVP of both the what was it, both the East West game and also the North <clears throat> South Carolina game in the same year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, like I said, I had so many good guys on my team, man, and it could have been anybody's night. Um, but I was on both teams that won, um, number one. Uh, we played together. And I had a couple. I might have had a couple more mismatches. And um, after it's, it, those games, is really about how you start. So if you start, you know what I mean, that night, then the coach will kind of ride you um, at least to the end of, end of the game. Um, and then, you know, let, let the players decide. So, um, like I said, the East-West game and the North-South North game was very similar, except for North-South game was North Carolina versus South Carolina. So that was beautiful. That was beautiful for us um, to all be able to play together against another state. We're right across the border, so we knew we knew the cats we were playing against. We played at Winthrop University, um, and you know that went well. My, my, at the time when I was committed to ODU, my coaches from ODU came down. They gave me a little extra fuel to my fire. I had my best friend down there with me, Rashid Wright, who's still my best friend to this day. Uh, he was with me, so it, it was a beautiful thing. And then after that, we all went to colleges from ODU, Virginia Tech. NC State, Kentucky, like, uh, and we just, we, we all kept in touch. You know, it was it was all love. That's dope. That's dope. North Carolina versus South Carolina, State versus Yeah, that was cool. That's how to feel that was cool. like all the world. Like, that's what we do in the Commonwealth. We're trying to keep this inside, inside Virginia love going. So all the yeah. Carolina boy, we love the route you setting, dog. We can't, Most we definitely. can't let that route go too far, bro. We can't. Oh, yeah, for it. sure. Hey man, a big part of what I do here, um, and it's not like I go out of my way to do it, but everything that we've done has been has been so organic. I want like the guys and the young ladies that are that are local who is like me, like um, you know, a little bit about my high school career. In ninth grade, I played on the ninth grade team. I didn't even make the JV team. Um, at the end, I didn't get playing time until the end of the year until two guys got kicked off. Um you know, kicked off the team. By that time, that's when I moved to Mebane. By that time, I had made up my mind to go back to where I grew up at in Orange County. And on uh, my 10th grade year, I made the JV team. 
Um, they pulled one. They pulled one sophomore up to varsity. Everybody looking in my face like, "Yo, you ain't mad. You ain't get pulled up." And uh, I just come from humble beginnings, man. So like, I was just glad to be out there playing. So my JV year, that's when I got my wings, though. I was playing JV. I, I, my confidence. I had a little wind behind my back, and uh, you know that whole team and my coaches moved up to varsity that following year. And we ain't never looked back, man. We we set a couple records. We we did our thing. Dope. That's what's up. That's dope, bro. Like that's adversity at the very beginning too, and just yeah, just man. with it, just like sticking yeah. with it constantly, man. So, division of training. How has this Marsh program evolved? Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the program of having. Individual training, group training, any type of way you want it. The knowledge spread, we're going to give it to you. And then how does it evolve into a program now, man? How is that, how is that come to fruition? Well, first of all, my last two or three years of playing overseas, you know, I had like one foot in, one foot out. You know what I mean? My son at the time was getting a little older. Um, you know, I wanted to be here for my family. Um, you know, I was on my, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th year. Like I said, this is coming from somebody I never, I never, I never knew anybody who played in college when I first, you know, in high school. And then like, once I could start getting the looks from, from college, once I got to college, I didn't know a lot of people that played pro. So um, just like I helped these kids, um, those guys that helped me, all they would tell me is, I'm like, yo, how can I pay you back for this? They was like, no, nah, you just got to help the next one. So number yep. one, that's, that's where I trained. Um, so, you know, after I did decide to retire, it was hard, man, because I still had I still had offers in my inbox, man, to play overseas. It was it was January. Bro. Um I mean solid offers, man. And then um team loaded, you know, shout out to Team Loaded. Team loaded, um, Mike Blackwell, my guy, he brought me over. This is when Isaiah Todd it was in eighth grade. Yep. He brought me in to John Marshall, um, did a training session there. Ty White pulled me to the side, set me up. Hey, you gonna be our head trainer up here, team loaded. Um, and by that time I had a couple of clients, you know, I already had my one-on-one -on -one clients on the side already. And, um, you know, that was a season for me. It was a good season, kind of ran its course. Um, and then I started moving, I started moving um, by myself. So um, Lindsey Burnett, who owns the building right where I'm at now, it's, uh, it's called a grind factory, but it's the grind factory at Stockyard. So the building is Stockyard. We got, a, we got my gym, we have a, um, we have a CrossFit gym, Stockyard, yeah. and we have a, a hair salon right in front. So she kept telling me, yo, I got some space, I got some space. I'm like, man, everybody got space, man, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I come over here, I come over here, and it was nothing, it was nothing in here except a pole, you know? So yep. we, we worked it out. We put, um, it used to be like um, some kind of bouncy house or something, I don't know. But um, anyways, so I got put the floor down, put the put the rims up, three rims up. I was like, y'all don't need no full court, even though we kind of got one in here uh, for what I'm gonna be doing, skill development. So um, I started off one on one, and then um, I started studying. So I was doing everything from like player to player at first. And I began, I began, to, I began to study Allen Stein, Gannon Baker. You know, I mean, some of the greats got to have you know, the utmost respect for, you know, these 757 guys, you know, again, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, they, they started, they started teaching me through their podcast, how to shape what I'm trying to do to maximize my time and maximize what the kids are getting from, from what we're doing. Um, you know, then, you know, so I got that moving, 
Rasheed Wright, um, who was an instrumental part of my growth. Um, I needed to duplicate myself. Um, me and him are one in the same anyways. So, yeah. you know, we just kind of took it to the court as far as on the, on the, on the, on the what, what we try to serve, right? like us serving the community. We just took it from us being like the same person to like transferring it over to helping people basically. So he was the first person to help me kind of ex expand. So now we go from now we go from one on ones where I'm by myself to being able to do maybe groups and one on ones with me and Rashid. Then we started doing camps, stuff like that. So I started learning. All right, with well, these kids right here, they only come into the camps. Okay, cool. These kids right here, they come for the group work. These kids right here, they more serious. You know, in the, in in this season, they're more serious. They're doing the one on ones. So we kind of just made sure we met everybody where they was at. And, and for what they needed. And that's what we still do to this day. And then um, probably my second year here, my, at, at the end of my first year here, going on my, my fourth year over here, on my after, my, after my first year, my, par my, parents, my parents started standing in my face talking about AAU. I'm like, I don't yes. like AAU. I well, remember, I remember I this conversation. <laughs> I remember this conversation coming to the ground factory. <laughs> Hey man, they telling me X, Y, Z, it's right there. But I don't want to do it. Well, I was like, man, I ain't doing no AU. I don't like AU. It's too much shit in the game. Um, can I say that? My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, it's, I like it's too much shit in the game. And it's 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 more than basketball is going on. Like again, coming from where I came from, I played with the Carolina Warriors. I played one year. Um, I played on the same team that Julius Peppers, Irvin Murray. Uh, Craig Dawson, those guys, they were above me a year, but I came in, I came in up under them. It was ran well. We didn't play a lot of tournaments. And people don't know this, but I actually got my first offer from Clemson with no AAU. So wow. when I saw, we went to team camp at Clemson and we turned it out and then they called me back and they came to watch me and then they offered. So some of the stuff that I was going, that I saw at an early age, right, fifth grade, my son was in fifth grade at the time. I was just like, it's a lot more going on in basketball right now. And, you know, some of these kids might end up hating basketball because of what's going on. So I went to Boo. Um, so, you know, real quick, um, Boo's right-hand man, Willie Brown, right? So I had my internship at ODU, and it just happened to be with a guy named Willie Brown, right? <laughs> so uh, Willie, Mr. Brown, we did the Senior Olympics together. That was our project. I was a sports management major. Uh, we did uh, the Senior Olympics, which is basically AAU tournament for seniors with different sports. So, you know, I showed up. You know, I showed up every day. I did what I had to do. I had good support. You know, he led me well. And um, that, that went pretty well. So when I went to Boo, and he was like, hold on. <laughs> this is like after playing 13 years overseas, I ain't seen him talk to Boo. And I said, um, I'd like to start a team. That's what I said. I was like, yo, I'd like to start a team. Uh, my son's age group. I got four or five of his little buddies. I just want to make sure we run it the right way. And uh, we sat back. We kind of talked to each other a little bit. And um, he was like, I can show you how to have a whole organization. I said, all right, cool. So that one team turned into three teams that year. And then we went from like three to 13 or something, man. And because of the training piece that we had in place, you know, some people look at us like we, we, we kind of skipped steps a little bit, but the, the truth was we had, you know, we had the clientele 
Exactly. You know what I mean? We already had the clientele. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, like for example, like a Jada board. So, you know, Jada was with me, but I wasn't going to try to take her from Boo per se, but it might have been some other kids that was a little bit under that level who needed a little bit more TLC. So exactly. those are the kids day in and day out. Like, like I say, like those are the kids that are like me. Back to that, the kids that are like me who if you stood them on the wall in ninth, tenth grade, they wasn't going to be the ones you picked to play mid-major ball and play pro and whatever. Correct. Uh, those the physical, are the kids. Just ain't this visual ball player yet that you see. Exactly. 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 Those are the kids that like every day, like, yes, I want their skill development to get better. But I want them to feel good about themselves. I want them to be confident. I want them to be good teammates. I want them to be leaders. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I want them to own every step they take. You know what I mean? So... Um, that's what wakes me up in the morning. To see a kid coming here with their head down, they can't look at you in the eyes. And when they leave, they talk a jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what what does it for me, man. You know, yeah, we got some kids and some pros that are, you know, they're, 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 they're very advanced, obviously, of course. And I can, I, can re- I can relate to them too. So I think my niche is being able to relate to the kid who don't believe in himself at all to the kid that's in the NBA who might believe in itself too much sometimes and everything in the middle. So that's what's up. That's yeah, that's that's what's up, man. Just hearing how you started that, man, and how you connect, you know, with, with the kids, man, with the youth. That's that's what it's all about. But I, I like that I like how you talk about relating to those kids, man, because th- those are the ones who, who hold on to that, right? They they remember yeah. that it's not so far back where they remember they didn't have but so much confidence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even your story, you talk about not getting, not really getting the, the nod or the pick when you're in ninth grade. You could tell that story. You remember it vividly, right? Like, I, yes. I, I, I felt it. it was like it was yesterday, right? Like, yeah, man. Then, you yeah. know, you still, the first first year in Turkey, I'm pretty sure that that held with you 21 points a game. Yeah, right? man. Like, yes, oh, sir. Oh, I'm not good enough in ninth grade? Let me show you. Let me show you right yeah, now. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody, since I've been older, Kobe, um, well, I wish I put Kobe in my background. I got Kobe in here, man, but Kobe, um, he would always try to find a reason, like, for example, when Charlotte drafted him, he would always be like, well, they, they drafted me and they traded me. You know, he never put a Charlotte uniform on. Like, so it was, it's always something that you got to find to make yourself go. It's going to be days, like we all have, it's going to be days where you ain't as energetic. Your legs might not feel as loose, as, as fresh as they did yesterday. The jumper might be off today. Sometimes you got to play through it. It's almost like you got to fake it till you make it confidence-wise sometimes. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm here to let the kids know that like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to not want to come work out. But you're going to come in here and get, get some work in. When you when you get done, you're going to look over your shoulder and be like, man, I did that. Yep. You know what I mean? That's something that can apply to all facets of your life. Taking the trash out at home, doing your homework, whatever it is. And we're real big on how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's something I'm still working on day by day um, to be to be an example, you know, to these kids and to my own kids, too. You know what I mean? Joe, he got me wanting to coach again right now, bro. <laughs> I, got, I got like three mental notes already that's about to dominate. You're giving me the itch again, Joe? <laughs> Look, I'm going to take you back to Lonnie Blow we had on the show, and he brought in culture. And he said exactly what you just said. 
if I get my kid and I can trust him to be responsible and do his schoolwork and be responsible and take out the trash, yeah. be responsible and do this, then I can trust him on the court when it comes time to be responsible to do these plays, set the picks, set the best pick, do your best. That's all he can ask for, for them to be rated yeah. the right way. So that was my first thing. And then, you know, your vision as a trainer coming from one end of the spectrum to the other and being relatable, that's how I look at it as a coach. And that's going right with you, LT, on the coaching piece. It's amazing to have that gift to know both sides of the spectrum. It is a weird time to learn it. Some people break while learning it. Some people don't. They shy away from it. But when you are in a position, and I'll speak very clear to my audience, when you can deal with a low poverty end group and you can be relatable and you have more money than them, but that's not the point. You could be relatable. You fit in. And then you go to the upside of town. And you can be relatable and you can fit. Mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. things bridge gap or builds uh, bridges. And mm -hmm. that's what a coach is essential to doing. And you're doing it through training. Like training is the ground root. Like trust comes from training before it comes yeah. from the coach. Like you've got right. many, this is the new thing people talk about now. Well, my trainer says this is what I should do to the coach. Right, Back right, right. Day, Back in the day, and I'm not taking out right. no coaches, but because there's so many forms of a coach. Nice. The coach used to say, yeah, whatever coach say goes, you know, you don't do nothing but what coach say. Coach is even telling you how to move with your girlfriend. You know, don't do that. Right, right, right. Then you do that. <laughs> so you have to, <laughs> you know exactly how that affects the bottom line. And I love that you have that platform and you're taking advantage of it. Like Commonwealth Sports Talk had to get you on, bro. Like I knew you were so busy, but I was like, I'm gonna find him. And I bet you, Lamar, I'll you right I'll back to be in the gym. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, we, we finished training at nine o'clock, man. So most definitely, but uh, it's good too, man, to be able to kind of be a resource for the coaches as well. Yes. Um, to be a resource and I, I, try, I try to stay out of their way during the season. Um, so different parts of the year, it's kind of different kind of training going on. Like when, when kids come to me during the year, we're getting a lot of game reps. We're getting a lot of touch, touches. Like uh, we're, we always get game reps, but we're getting a lot of touches. Like for example, where they receive the ball in their offense. Maybe maybe we've been working on. I got a kid, um, a couple kids that play. Um, they know six five, six six, but they play with us. They play the one, two, three. When they go to their school, they might be playing the four or five. So uh, first of all. I'm ready to meet that conversation every year because I was the big kid who had perimeter skills. But I'm like, dude, right now at your school, you're like the biggest kid by three inches. <laughs> so um, you got to do what's best for your team. Now the things that we that we that we've developed over the summer or whatever, you don't you don't throw those things away. You always play to your strengths, but you do what your team needs you to do. So I'm gonna try to be as in tune as I can. Uh, with the coaches, the parents as well, because sometimes, even with my own kids, sometimes uh, when you might say, hey, the sky's blue, and then your kid might roll their eyes at you, and somebody sitting right beside you, like, yo, the sky's blue, you know that, right? And they're like, oh, the sky's blue, right? <laughs> so sometimes I'll talk to the kids yeah, for the parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, That's what the parents yeah. come to and tell you. They always say it. They go, Man, I just can't get through to him. I tell him he got to do yeah. his play. He got to do, and then you come along. It's just a new voice. It's a different method. That's right. It's a person who can recognize it, like you just said you do, and be able to pass it through to a player to pass it to the next player. It's all that matters is you get the message. Yeah, and sometimes, man, like 
I, I know you know this, Joe. Like, I can come in here and be training and say my back is to the door. Sometimes I can tell when a kid's parent walk in the door without even turning around. Sometimes they get real tight. Sometimes now they go they go from just missing shots sometimes to every time they miss a shot. Dang, man, like they gotta be perfect. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can see that. And it lets me it lets me know why certain kids have certain limitations, like in the game. Like people are like, why this stuff don't translate over to the game? And just um, you know, for the fellow trainers and coaches um in the area, you know, I think everything should be about game reps, game speed, game reps. You know what I mean? Like when they're younger, you gotta develop you you you're developing the skill, but you're doing it from reps, reps, reps. And I'm not talking about 10, 20 reps, hundreds of reps, reps, same thing, reps to where you can't get it wrong. That's what translates to the game, you know what I mean? And then also, so much psychology in this, just having the kid believe in themselves so much that when they don't have a good game, they still can sleep at night. Nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? Even little stuff like that, man, so. Train of thought, baby, train of thought. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And we got control over that. We got, we got full control of our thoughts. Yeah, I, I love that, man. I love that. Again, it's it's so, you know, you're relating to them on a level where just like Joe was getting at before they see you as the, the coach or, you know, even trainer, you know, that they, they see you as a, a relation, you know, a direct, you know, you're, you're a direct influence on them because they're like, man, he, you know, he's been there. He's been there. He, he you know, he can speak, he can speak my language. You know, he's on my level right now. And even though you're in a teaching position to them, it's just, it's just, oh, well, I, I mean, it's proof that somebody's done it, you know, from where I am. Oh, yeah. I, I can do it myself. Oh, yeah. And most kids aren't, you know, seven feet tall, had it since they were young. Most kids aren't like that. And those, there's some, you know, I say 1% guys, kids and guys, you know, they just have it. You know what I mean? It's some people that just have it. That's a blessing. Like, we oh. all got something. But when it comes to basketball, just some kids, it's like, yeah, this kid's a spectacle. Do you lift weights? No, I never lift weights before. <laughs> Yo, this kid is crazy athletic. You ever did squats before? Nah, coach, I never did squats before. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's a blessing, you know, to be able to see those kids. Those kids are like freaks of nature almost. Um, but for, for, for the average kid though, man, they, they need to be with somebody they can relate to. And they, sometimes they'll come in here and look at me a certain way um, because of, you know, because of some of the things I've, I've been able to bless, bless to do through basketball, but I use that just to have their attention. Once I got their attention, I can get in there. I can dig in there then. <laughs> That's it. Yes, sir. Like a true master. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Like a true master. You got to yes, break sir. that code and get in there and have them run through that wall for you, man. Exactly, man. Their potential is untapped and they don't even know it, but they swear they do, but they don't. You know, and it's but you great. know what that is though, Joe. What's you know that? that is? That's fear a lot of times. I agree. Like, like a lot of times, it's like kids are scared. And adults, we are. We've all had moments where we're like, "Dang, I made it to this point. What if I take this next step, but I'm not good enough?" You know what I mean? I made it to this team that I've been saying I want to play on, but now what if I don't? What if I don't get the minutes? You know what I mean? So it's like my my college coach. One of my college coaches used to tell me. Don't be scared to be good. And I, I didn't really get that at first. But it's like, you work your butt off to get to a certain point. Take the jump. You ready. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's hard for us to take that jump. You know what I mean? 
He's called the fear of the unknown. Yes, exactly. Yes. Kind of seemed like exactly. what happened to you and uh, ODU, man, from, from sophomore to junior year, right? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. It was a little jump. Um, my first year, um, I was there with Coach Cable, man. God bless his soul, man. Coach Cable used to always treat me like a son. He used to say, I remind him of his son, man. Like, he's iconic to me, man. Jeff Cable, man. I love him to death. Went to his funeral. Um, I'll never forget the things that he did for me. You know what I mean? So, um, anyways, he, uh, when I came in with him, you know, he was a real military guy. So me and my boy, you know, we came in, supposed to be all everything from North Carolina. Like after the first couple of games, I was letting that thing go, <laughs> right? He pulled, he pulled me he pulled me and Rashid in the office. He said, look, I don't want y'all to shoot the ball unless it's off an offensive rebound. I'll never forget it. <laughs> he, said, you know, he said, if it ain't offensive rebound, don't shoot the ball. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, Ain't no way he bought me here to not shoot, right? So I'm, I'm gonna do what he asked me to do. So I go out there, you know, I'm doing what he asked me to do. You know, every now and then the ball swings, swing. I'm like, oh shoot, man, three ball. You know what I mean? Now I fall back in my place, whatever. So from that, you know, I got his, I got his respect. My sophomore year was okay, right? They, they, they pushed him out of there, and I had Blaine Taylor, who, um, who and Kenny Gaddison and Eric Storiak. These guys were instrumental to some of my progress, even into my, my pro career. Uh, some of the different fundamentals that I learned, some of the different things. I went from then a small forward to a power forward as well. So it, it expanded my game. Yes. Um, so, um, and he was more like, you know, you got to be able to, you got to be able to think the game. You got to be able to think the game. So it took me a while to learn his system. Um, but I saw that once you buy in, you can be a big part of the system. Um, so I bought in, man. And you know, like I said, with, us, with, with him being new there, and it was me, Rasheed Wright, Pierre Green, some of the older guys that were there, he kind of had to latch on to us a little bit. He had to latch on because, you know, the boosters and everything, they were on our side. So Ooh. almost, um, I was I was thinking about transferring to Virginia Tech. I think a couple people knew that at the time. So um, he bought into us, so I bought into him. And, um, you know, it was a little jump for my sophomore to junior year, and I was able to, um, keep leading the team and, and ride that out, you know, the next two years. And you went from averaging nine and four sophomore year to 15 and seven junior year. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's right. And that's when the light bulb comes on usually for a ball player too in the system. You know, that freshman year can make or break a kid if he doesn't understand what the culture or environment is asking for. And, and yeah. that's like you said, he said just rebound and only shoot off of a rebound. But what he meant yeah. was understand how you grow from that to the next step, to the next step, yeah. to the next step. He had to bring you back to square one. We had talked that's to the right. shop, and they were talking about how Joe Taylor did the same thing. He had all state kids coming in and just breaking them down, saying, hey, man, this is day one of football for you. Don't come right. in here like you know anything. You listen, yeah. you learn, you produce. And so I think that's dope, bro. Having people in your life like that is a blessing. Those are the people that's going to hold you accountable. You know what I mean? And those are the people that help you. Whether And at that time, I didn't really know what ego was. You know what I mean? Those are the people who help you release your ego. And that's where the growth is at. Yes. Yeah, but you can't receive you can't receive if you're holding on to your ego all the time. Absolutely. You can do it. Yeah, what else you got for him, Joe? 
<laughs> I was, look, I was about to say, since you a minute away, man, go ahead and preach out and give me a little promo on where the address is, where the location okay. is, so people can go, because we're getting a good amount of viewers. We're kind of getting there, but, you know, okay. we got a good amount. So they want to be okay. in Chesterfield, Richmond. Where is it at? Yeah. Um. So we we at the Grind Factory. The Grind Factory is 11531 Hole Street. Right here in Midlothian, two three one one two. If you guys know where the Harley Davidson building is, right off of two eighty eight, um, you know we're right behind there. We're the only building back here. It's a very private location. Uh, we have all of our COVID protocols. You know we're cleaning up every Love hour, it. wiping the balls down. Um, you know checking the temperature, controlling the traffic, etc. Um, you know, so we, we, you know, everybody got to stay healthy, so we all could be here, myself included, man. Like, I don't know, like, if I'm out of the gym two, three days, I start itching. I don't know how that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, man, I, I want to thank, you know, Lindsay Burnett uh, for kind of bringing me into this situation, man. Like I said, she owns the building. She's she's in a group that owns the building, and, um, you know, she has the CrossFit, and I did CrossFit my last three years, so just a shout-out to her. Um, you know, I appreciate everything she, her and her husband have done for my program. Big shout out. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, we got a lot of community support, man. We just want to kind of get 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 it out there a little bit more. Like I say everything happens with us really organic. It's not like we're trying to do anything, but if we can get the word out a little bit more to help more kids, man, that's why we're here. Why not? Hey, if you come over here any day during the week, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My bad. What do you say? Volume went in and out. Okay, lucky I'm back. Got, lucky we got a great producer. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a to my producer on this. <laughs> what you about to say? There you go. You back? No, nah, yeah. I was just saying. Nah, we um, we just appreciate you having on, man. Coming on and shedding that light on us, man. We appreciate yeah, it. definitely. We had yeah, to man. Um, the ground. Come see me, man. Come come through, man. I'm um, like I said, Monday through Monday through Friday. You probably can catch me here anytime after three. You know what I mean? For at least three, four hours. We have sessions going on till nine o'clock, man. So you yeah, want to come peek your head in. Uh we we've added some really some some big time board members to our to our um this team called Team Mars Have Legs. We got a I can't mention it right now, man. We are uh, we, we're gonna vote them on. Um, uh, but we got some 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 kind of hometown heroes, a couple doctors, insurance guys. Um, like you know, investment guys. So wow. we're about to start getting a little bit more support, man. So uh, we just gonna keep waking up, man, every day, do what we do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell my mayor friend of mine to just throw a shout out and holler at you because that might be some okay. good networking streams as well. Because he definitely rap. That's Dang, deep. You know, rap. I, you know, I work with him. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it is. Right, we appreciate you having on, man. This is Commonwealth Sports Talk, Ricardo Marsh. Take it easy, bro. All right, appreciate y'all, yo.